This is Shi'ar Jeshub, brought to you by Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut. Today, we will be continuing the Heavenly Authority series taught by Pastor Greg Scalzo as he focuses on the book of 1 Samuel. When we left off last time, Pastor was discussing from chapter 10 the instructions which the prophet Samuel gives to Saul after he anoints him with oil as the commander over the Lord's inheritance. And then it says in verse 5, After that you shall come to the hill of God where the Philistine garrison is, and it will happen when you have come there to the city that you will meet a group of prophets coming down from the high place with a stringed instrument, a tambourine, a flute, and a harp before them, and they will be prophesying. So he says, next, you'll come to the hill of God. Now that hill of God, very possibly, is the same one we were just speaking about, the one where these three men are going up to God at Bethel to worship. And he's to go with them up the hill, up the high place, and also worship. And as he does, this third sign is, you're going to see this group of prophets coming down from the high place. Um, some of you might be confused as I read this because your translation might say Gibeah of God. Now the word hill in the Hebrew is Gibeah. And these are one of those translational things. The scripture is totally true, but how do you translate that particular word? Gibeah means hill. So many times the word Gibeah will be translated hill. But there's also a town Gibeah. Matter of fact, Gibeah of Saul, hill of Saul, is the birthplace of Saul in Benjamin, also in Benjamin, and it becomes a central location for the kingdom because it's Saul's birthplace. So some believe that it should be translated Gibeah of God, meaning not just hill of God, but referring to the town itself called Gibeah. Some say, well, it's not called Gibeah of Saul, it's called Gibeah of God. Perhaps it's an important town halfway between Bethel and Gibeah in Benjamin as Saul is coming back, and they associate it with Geba because it says the Philistine garrison was there. And later on in 1 Samuel 13.3, you read that the Philistine garrison was at Geba. Either case, if it is Gibeah of Saul, or if it is Geba, that would mean it's the third high place we've read about. We've read about the high place with Samuel, we read about Bethel, it would be a third. Or very possibly, it's just speaking about Bethel itself, and the phrase is being used, hill of God, meaning you'll see three men going up to God at Bethel, therefore, after that you shall come to, go to, that hill of God. Go to Bethel. Whichever, the third sign is that as he is obedient, notice the steps of obedience. Look at the amount of land he's covering in this day's journey. It could all be done in a day. But he's gone from Ephraim down to, to Bethlehem, now up to the northern section of Benjamin at Bethel. 
This third sign is another group of people he's going to meet. The first one, the first two take care of his earthly concerns, where his father's donkeys are, what's on his father's mind. And notice when the first two tell him that Kish is worrying about him, Saul is not to run home and tell his father he's okay. He's to tarry, he's to wait a few hours and finish the journey. He's to go to Bethel. He's to go to the terebinth tree. He's to go and see the prophets coming down. So the first two told him about the earthly concerns. The next three tell him about the sacrifice, the, the heavenly concerns, the offerings onto God. And now we went from two to three, now we have a group. Now we have a whole processional, say, in some of your translations. And they're of prophets. And these prophets come down and they have a stringed instrument like, you know, a guitar, a tambourine, a flute, a harp, and they're prophesying. And again, see how it says here that they're coming down from the high place. And we discussed this previously when we spoke about Samuel's area. In this time between Shiloh and Jerusalem, you have these temporary worship sites. It's like you're going back to the time of Abraham, or you're going back to the time of Jacob, where you had individuals worshiping God, where they would stop, they would build the altar there and worship God. And that contrasts the organizational system which has failed up at Shiloh. And Samuel, as a man of God, with Yahweh central in his heart, is allowed to go up to the high place and have true worship of God, not restricted by the law, the liberty of the Holy Spirit, as these other prophets have, each worshiping the one true God. God is central in their hearts. It's almost like you have various and diverse synagogues throughout Israel. It's almost like when you have various and diverse churches in the modern Christian era. People free to worship where they are, the Lord God. But only because the Lord Yahweh is central, is tightly bound in their hearts, and they're obedient toward God, are they given this freedom. And here at Bethel, you have these prophets, and it's a group or a procession. It's a school of prophets. And you have here the acceleration of the prophetic ministry in Israel. In this time of distress and chaos, God raises up a group of individuals and anoints them. Not just one or two, a whole group now he anoints. And Samuel most likely in his circuit writing was very instrumental in setting up these schools of prophets. This is the explosion now of the time of the prophets who would be there as a double check of the king, who would be there to give the word of God to Israel and to either encourage or rebuke the kings of Israel and Judah. The school of prophets that would lead to such great prophets as Elijah and Elisha and the prophets that we have in the Old Testament, Isaiah, they all come off this tradition of the school of prophets. And it's curious that the Philistines, it says here, 
that they have a garrison near this hill of God. Now they've taken control again. The people again are being placed under their overburdening hand, their control over this area, and Saul will be used to deliver them. But it's interesting the Philistines allow this school of prophets, they allow this hill of God, they allow the sacrifice at the high place, and they allow them to peacefully go about what they're doing, and they don't interfere with them. And you have to say, why is that? And I would think probably the answer is that it's still fresh in their mind the time when they took the Ark of the Covenant and they brought it to all those Philistine towns, right? And maybe they've run out of golden tumors and golden rats to send into Israel. So they allow these crazy zealots to go do their worship in a little bit of a superstitious manner. And they allow the high place to be. And God uses that fear uh, of the religion of Israel, not necessarily the, the power of Israel, uh, the civil power on the Philistines. So they have, you have these prophets, they have the freedom and the spirit to worship up on this hill of God. But that freedom in the spirit cannot be abused. Once Jerusalem is established, all the true prophets will what? They'll point to Jerusalem, right? They won't point to the other high places. They'll point to Jerusalem. For they know the people, God shows them the people need the central worship. If the people don't have that central worship point, and this is all very critical to a discussion on heavenly authority, if they do not have the central worship, they're going to go astray to the left, to the right, to all types of imagination, each one doing just what they want to do as they see fit on their own high place, because they're not men of God and women of God totally sold out as Samuel and as these prophets. And there will be gross apostasy away from God. And you see that happens later on, and it happens in Bethel. I'll just read quickly ahead in 1 Kings chapter 12. After the dividing of the kingdom, Jeroboam, who God puts in as king of northern Israel, becomes afraid. And in verse 26 it says, uh, 1 Kings chapter 12, And Jeroboam said in his heart, Now the kingdom may return to the house of David. If these people go up to offer sacrifices in the house of the Lord at Jerusalem, then the heart of this people will turn back to their Lord. Rehoboam, king of Judah, and they will kill me and go back to Rehoboam, king of Judah. Therefore the king, Jeroboam, asked advice, made two calves of gold, two golden calves, not just one like when they came out of Egypt, and said to the people, it is too much for you to go up to Jerusalem. Here are your gods, O Israel, just like at the time of the golden calf incident. Here are your gods, O Israel, which brought you up from the land of Egypt. And he set up one in Bethel, and the other he put in Dan. So from Bethel to Dan. And you see why he chose Bethel. Bethel is considered a religious site. Bethel is a religious site. Abraham, Jacob, Phineas, this hill of God at this time. Now this thing became a sin, verse 30, 
For the people went to worship before the one as far as Dan. He made shrines on the high places and made priests from every class of people who were not of the sons of Levi. Jeroboam ordained the feast on the 15th day, and it goes on and on. And it says, And at Bethel he installed the priests of the high places which he had made. So you have here this apostasy, this falling away, doing what the person wants to do. And we can never confuse freedom, freedom in the Holy Spirit, with freedom to do whatever you want. We believe in being free in the Holy Spirit. We believe in the Spirit guiding individuals to do what the Lord Jesus Christ has for them to do. But we don't believe that everyone can just do what they want and get to God. All ways do not lead to the Lord. Modern religion teaches you can be free to do whatever you want, and certainly if there's a God, he'll accept you into heaven. Aren't all the religions the same? Well, Israel will go into gross apostasy and worship all types of foreign gods, all the abominable practices of the people that were pushed out before them. Not all ways lead to God. There is only one way. What confines us today, the Jerusalem for us today, the Shiloh for us today, is the Lord Jesus Christ and His Word. If you would like to write to us, you can reach us at Shear Jashub Christian Tabernacle, P.O. Box 518, Branford, Connecticut 06405. For Sunday service, we meet in Madison, Connecticut at the Memorial Hall on Meeting House Lane at 10 a.m. Please join us next time for Shear Jashub.